Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, bono, but bono, bon, bono. Uh uh uh, don't go outside. Midnight off the leash. But bono, bon, but uh, ask your mama if I can spend the night. But bono, bon, 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 bon. My mama and your mama was hanging up close. My mama socked your mama in the nose. What color was the blood? Ah, y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Um, bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many bubblegum do you wish? Ah, y'all remember that? That, um, for the people who don't know, for the people who had horrible childhoods, for the people who mama never let them go outside because the neighborhood was really bad, i.e. horrible, horrible childhood. Or for the people who never really played outside, which I don't know how old you are. You probably like 22 and under if you like never really played outside. But for the people who played outside like religiously, like who woke up, hurry up and did their chores and ran out the house. Or the people who woke up and just snuck out the house. Or for the people who mama was never home anyway, so they didn't have to do nothing but just wake up and go outside. And them was the kids who normally was outside with white stuff on their mouth and didn't brush their teeth or clothes that was mad dirty or smelled like pee, but they was out there. They was like, how we in the world? <laughs> that, bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many bubblegum do you wish? That was how you kicked off freeze tag, um, hide and go seek slash hide and go get it. We ain't judging. Um, and like that was the shoemaker, right? Everybody had to put their feet in a circle, boom, 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 go around however many rounds it took until somebody was finally out. It was another one. I don't remember how it went. Uh, but anyway, went around and whoever was left, that was, they were it. And they had to try to go boom, find, get, tag somebody so they wouldn't have to be it no more. But remember the people who like couldn't run, or had asthma. The people who had who had asthma, it was a wrap. They was never gonna not be it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, man. Or the fat kid, like we just kept running. And like at a certain point, the fat kid was, was like, "I'm done playing this game. I don't want to play anymore." Right? And then everybody be like, "All right, all right." <sighs> and then they'll let the fat kid. Like, tag them so the fact that you have one round, but then everybody be like, as soon as that next round came around, you in again. Like, damn, I'm going out. <laughs> Children are so horrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible people. Yeah, man, that's how the outside game went. Couldn't wait to get outside. That was life. Day like today, though, I'm not trying to be outside. I don't even want to go outside. I'm looking outside, and I can tell it's cold. The wind looks cold. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at the trees in the, like the, trees in the distance, and they sitting there looking like, God damn. <laughs> we ain't got no leaves or nothing. We ain't got no kind of support. Nothing. Anyway, uh, what up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. That was awesome. Black Ass back down memory lane shit um thank y'all so much for tuning in coming back being a part of the what party 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 i'm a little bit hyped this morning i'm not really sure what's going on or what happened i didn't have my beat complex i'm probably gonna wait because that would take me up like another three or four notches and i don't think anybody needs that this morning um 
what do I want to talk about? Oh, so remember when I was like, uh, last week I was at the White House? Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> she got a picture back. So she's got the proof. Yeah, y'all thought it was a game. Yeah, me and moms, you know, Hank with Barack and Michelle. We was going to, like, stay and kick it and talk some more, chop it up or whatever, but, like, it was a line of people. They was like, yo, y'all stop talking and reminiscing and having a good time. Other people want their picture, right? And me and mom was like, all right, Barack, all right, Michelle. I'm going to see y'all in a bit. Yo, stay up, okay? What's good? <laughs> you can send my reparations to uh city... <laughs> psych i'm sure if that would have happened we would have been quickly ushered out like okay let me go ahead now wait my arm my arm this a new dress <laughs> but i'm super excited i got the picture i'll be posting that of me and my mommy lady um oh i recorded the hour that i had been promoting for so long it happened it went down it was a thing it, it was a moment um so shout out to everybody that came shout out to stand up new york for hosting me and having me shout out to my homeboy john laster who hosted the show and it was amazing alex english uh who also who opened up for me that's cute to say like i never had somebody i never said that before like i've had people open up for me but like to be like opened up for me for my hour taping like that's a that's a big deal so shout out to alex english john laster um make sure y'all follow them um john laster is uh at real john laster on twitter and alex english is alex english on twitter both are very hilarious um in person and on social media so y'all make sure y'all follow them Shout out to um, <clears throat> my homegirl, Ashley, who put the whole thing together and helped me, like, put it all together. She's amazing. Spryly Scott, who is my stylist and homeboy, confidant, just family. Oh, my God. Amazing. Tyra Taylor, who beat that face. Okay? Listen, you don't even understand. When I say beat, she beat up bitch down. <laughs> That was like an after-school Sharkeisha beat down. You know what I'm saying? That was like a meet you at the skating rink. I know you ain't talking to Javon because I'm talking to Javon, and we go together. We been going together, and then bop, bop, bop. Yeah, that's what she did to that face, baby. She made that down. So Tyra Taylor, thank you so much, sis. Spritely Scott, thank you. Thank you. Bedford Bond, that's my crew. They was there in spirit and in person. It was an amazing night. Fun times, good times. So many comedians came out, show love, was in the building, taking pictures. It was just, it was great. It, it, you know what it, I think? It's great to set a goal and accomplish it in any way you can, just kind of creating those milestones for yourself, those markers in your journey later on in life when you're old and sitting up, you know, smoking weed or if you're on an oxygen tank, you're just taking puffs off the oxygen tank like... Then I remember. <laughs> Wait, that was my Eddie Kane Jr. That voice is too scratchy. Hold on. Oh Lord, you know, back it was 2016. It was yes, it was. I, re I remember it was. Yep, it was 2016. Yep, because Trump had been elected, and that was right before the zombies came. <laughs>
you know, whenever old, whenever old people, tell, I'm sorry, whenever old people tell them the story, they always got like they'll be sure of the event, but they always got to connect it to something else, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It was a great night. We had fun. Um, feeling good, man. It's that, you know, holiday time, getting ready for that holiday cheer, whatever, whatever. I'm just trying to find a place to go have some macaroni and cheese, okay? I'm going to be honest with y'all. You know what I mean? I'm not really a Christmas kind of girl. I mean, if you want to give me a Christmas gift, don't get it twisted. Thank you. But I'm not necessarily a Christmas, like, you know, No, I'm not doing all that. I'm not really, you know, like, that's not really necessarily my thing. But I'm here for some good Christmas dinner, some Christmas cooking, some Christmas spades tournament shenanigans, eggnog with the uh, <laughs> with the E and J in it. <laughs> I'm here for that. Time. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. But, you know. So that with that said, if you got to you know some Christmas shit going on, preferably in Brooklyn cuz I ain't trying to go far y'all. When I say it's cold, it is cold. And shout out to my listeners in Chicago. I think it's like 1 degrees there. 1 degrees. What what do you even do with 1 degrees? 1 degrees. I think I was hearing that it was like negative 15 at night or some shit like that. I I don't even like right now in New York it's like negative nine sixteen. I think it's probably eighteen by now. It's going up with a higher twenty eight. Oh, okay. Shit. I probably only need like one pair of long johns. What? <laughs> I just need like two pair of socks, one pair of long johns, and a and a, a scarf that turned into a turban, right? I'm good. And why? Am I the only per- I feel like I'm the only person that hates winter. Because when I'm talking to people, they're like, oh, my God, it's my favorite time of year. Because you got all the fashion and you get to a sweater and, like, an A-line skirt and a high-knee boot. And you get to, bitch, I ain't trying to put all that on. I want to put on, like, a tank top and flip-flops. No bottoms. Just ass out. Just ass in the wind. I don't want to be... It is this girl. You can get like a cow neck turtleneck. Ain't nobody trying to wear no big ass cow neck turtleneck shit over there looking like an uncircumcised penis. Ain't nobody no. This shit ain't cute. And then like you can. <laughs> this is hats. You can get all your hats. Hat seeds. Ain't nobody trying to wear no hot ass hat. And then, like, you get all something, while you get some chili, and you get you know, beans and meat don't go together. Yeah, it do. It do. <laughs> anyway, bah humbug. I feel like that's probably what it is. But I'm not going home to see my family. Bah humbug. It is what it is. So enjoy, okay? Enjoy your dry-ass Christmas cookies, okay? 
Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Apologize. Anyway, we, let's get into it, man. I'm over here playing around, acting like I ain't got shit to talk about. Uh, you know what? It is the season of giving, right? Because KFC accidentally revealed the top secret recipe for its chicken. Boom! <laughs> yeah. I'm about to, I don't even fry chicken like that, but this is worthy of frying up a batch just to see if it comes out. Now, I'm going to be honest. I ain't even about to brag on my shit, but a lot of these ingredients I was already using. I'm just saying for me, because I know some of y'all fried chicken, salt and pepper, and then like, that's it. You know, yeah. Some of y'all don't even do that. Some of y'all don't. First of all, some of, the, some of y'all don't even take the chicken out the pack and wash it, but I'm not judging. No, I am judging. I No, I'm judging. <laughs> yeah, I'm judging. Anything come in your house, you're supposed to wash it off. You don't know what's going on out there in the world. These factories, they ain't cleaning shit off, right? That You don't know. Uh-uh. You're supposed to wash that stuff off. That's why I don't mess around with y'all fried chicken most of the time, unless I know your upbringing. But. Some of y'all only using salt and pepper. Some of y'all using like salt, peppers, seasoning, salt. I'd be like, okay, yeah, this is all right. Mm, but regular, basic. And then some of y'all be ODing on the salt. Y'all use regular salt, onion salt, <laughs> garlic salt, <laughs> seasoning salt. Bitch, wait a minute. You know you can get garlic powder. You don't everything don't have to be salted. You know, everything doesn't have to have flavor. Celery, salt, cinnamon, bitch, cinnamon salt. Who who authorized this? So, you know, then you know, so of course some of y'all be taking it over overboard. Y'all be using seasons don't even go together. Be like, why why is it nutmeg and oregano? <laughs> But here it is. I'm spreading the word. KFC out here want to be telling their business, so I'm going to help them. All right, here goes the recipe. It's almost, almost, oh, it's 11 herbs. I thought it was 13 herbs and spices, but KFC secret recipe, 11 herbs and spices. Boom. It's salt, thyme, basil, oregano, celery salt, black pepper, Dried mustard, paprika, garlic powder, god dog it, ground something, ground pepper, white pepper, boom. No, that's not ground pepper. It's ground something, but I can't see what it is. It won't let me see it, Jesus. <clears throat> let me see. Let me look at this other picture. Because I was like, I can see half of it, but I can't see the whole thing. All right. Here we go. Oh, boom. Ground ginger. Ah, I got it. I'm going to be on. No. Okay. This is what I was using. I ain't going to even front. This is what I was using. Salt, thyme. I was using the um, ground, the black pepper, paprika, the garlic, the the pep, uh, the lemon. I would do lemon pepper, but um, I, I didn't use the ginger, and I didn't use basil and oregano. So, that's something to keep in mind. But I, like, I, I was using a lot of these. Celery salt, didn't know that. That one busts me in the head. Now, as far as with the mustard, I use mustard. But see, the way I use my I ain't going to tell y'all. All right, this is how I use my mustard. <laughs> after, boom, after you got the chicken, it's all washed. 
And then you got it seasoned up, blah, 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 blah. Make sure you ain't got no little uh, feathers still left on there. Sidebar, some of y'all ain't pl- plucking the feathers off of y'all chicken. That's how I know y'all take it out. Y'all just take it out the pack. Y'all don't do nothing else. Y'all ain't washed it. Because on, especially on that wing, that little the little tip part that you just end up just gnawing on when you're sitting there thinking to yourself <laughs> about all the ways your life went wrong, you gnawing on the tip of the wing. And you're sitting there licking a feather. That's how you know that chicken ain't been washed with your nasty ass. Okay, here we go. So, boom, washed. It's all seasoned, right? And it's sitting kind of in its own juices. Sometimes I like to put it in the refrigerator and let it set for a minute. You know, let the seasoning and the everything just kind of soak into it. So it's not just sitting on the skin, but it's like trying to get involved into, right? That's when you take the mustard, boom, and you put it on the everything that's all i'm sorry you put the mustard on there boom then you put it in the refrigerator and you just let it marinate give yourself a couple of hours maybe clean your house do some other stuff you know give it about two or three hours or whatever to just sit in its own you know and let the pet like the pepper be sitting there talking to the paprika like so what's been up i ain't seen you in a minute you good right and then like the lemon pepper is like hey what up ah right and then, like, the time is like, yo, um, so what? how long are we supposed to do? be up in here, right? Because it's time. It's time, time. <laughs> okay, anyway. <clears throat> Boom. Then you take it out. Then that's when you got your, like, um, flour. But I personally like to add a little something on top of that flour, too, because I don't want it to just be, like, flour. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, no. The coating got to also have a little flavoring, and that's why I don't do a lot of salt on the meat you know you do some salt on the meat but you want to do a little bit of salt on the you know boom 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 right ah then you ah ah then you like millie rocket in the flower you be like ah i'm millie rock on every block right you, if you know how to millie rock that's what you be doing with the meat in the flower you be like flipping it ah flipping it back ah right boom get your grease cast iron stove or you get first of all sidebar Remember that video that was going around of the people that was using like uh, aluminum tin with oil in it to fry fish, fry chicken right on the stove? Like one of the big ones that you put macaroni and cheese in that you serving at the homeless shelter or you serving for a huge ass family. And they would take that, fill it with grease, put it on the stove and like fry chicken. And did anybody die from that? I'm just wondering because I remember watching it on like facebook and seeing these little videos going around i was like that seems so stupid so hazardous but i mean because it's one thing of course it can it can withstand the heat withstand withstand the heat i said withstand (sighs) poor brain cells withstand the heat like because you put it in the oven you can bake stuff in it but i feel like once you add in like heated oil i felt like that would be the what would break it down and if it breaks down and the oil hot oil just starts spilling out everywhere you it's not like you're going to be able to pick it up with a washcloth this is hot ass oil so you have just like it's lava pouring on the floor at that point like anyway just a thought wondering if anybody had uh feet turned into fried chicken from <laughs> God, that's terrible. Like the ash on your feet is like the flower. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> so let's go through it again. Here are the 11 herbs and spices. That's right. We out here. We we taking story. 
while you playing, we probably taking it back because you know somebody black gave Colonel Sanders, quote unquote, Colonel Sanders, gave him that recipe. You ain't going to tell me some white dude came up with all these recipes for some chicken. Come on now. So, boom. Matter of fact, I'm about to break down and give you, like, the actual measurement. So, here we go. Two-thirds tablespoon of salt. One and a half tablespoon of thyme. Half table. No, I'm sorry. One, a half tablespoon of thyme. Half tablespoon of basil. One-third tablespoon of oregano. One tablespoon of celery salt. One tablespoon of black powder. No, this cake is a tablespoon, teaspoon. <sighs> Tablespoons. Okay, 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 okay. I was getting it right. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, boom. It's tablespoons. Um, one tablespoon of black pepper of um dry mustard four tablespoons of paprika two tablespoons of garlic salt one tablespoon of ground ginger three tablespoons of white pepper boom blah blah boyaka fire okay sorry um so remember everything i just read to you is a tablespoon so there you are, 11 herbs and spices. That's right. Share with all your friends. Colonel Sanders ain't, out, ain't about to be out here getting money off from our ancestors. No more. No more, I say. <laughs> um. All right. So, boom. Keep that in mind. I got to save that to my favorites. Make sure, you know, never forget. Never forget. Um. Oh, so in other news, Mary J. Blige's husband is still out here trolling her whole entire life. Now, if you remember a couple of episodes back, I talked about her husband, Kendu, or whatever, and um, how they were getting a divorce. And he was asking for, like, I did a full breakdown of everything he was asking for, and it was basically disrespectful. Like, no dude that really didn't necessarily put in into a marriage financially should be asking for it. Like, just no period. Just no, you ain't had no baby. You can still get out in them streets. You can still go out and make new babies until you 90, until you straight up on your deathbed. And you could probably still get a nurse pregnant if you wanted to like phys like, um, physiologically, you can still have kids, right? Whatever. Boom, 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 boom. He remember he was asking for like eight thousand dollars a month for a chef and for groceries. He wanted eight thousand dollars for groceries. He wanted a chef. He wanted a rent to pay. He wanted money to pay for his parents' house and all kinds of what? Anyway, now he's holding on to some of her old possessions. He has one of her Grammy awards, right? He also has, um, like, some of her achievement awards, and I don't know what award she's won, but how you just holding on to somebody? Get Your name ain't on that, bitch. Anyway, he also has three of her cars, a Range Rover and two Mercedes. And uh, one of them, she was like, you know what, you can just have one of these Mercedes. It is what it is, bitch. I'm going to be good. I just did a Christmas special, and Mercedes was sponsoring it. And they gave me a car with included with the money that I was going to get for the shit anyway. So, <laughs> okay, 
I'm good. So I'm going to let you keep one of these cars with your broke ass, right? But then this dude took $420,000 in business expenses. Remember, he was her manager for a while. $420,000 in business expenses while he was working for her. $420,000 in business expenses. So this one of the things that I think when you are with somebody, you really got to have a clear understanding of how y'all going to get down. And I feel like where Mary J went wrong was when she had that, if she's, if she saw this $420,000 in business expenses on a report or whatever, and she didn't say something at the time, that's where she went wrong. First of all, $420,000 doing what, bruh? What business expenses? What, buying an island? Shit. Uh, what, what business expenses? Expenses. Uh, like opening a whole Walmart or something? Like, I need to, I would need a full breakdown because how would this, because I know about business expenses. Like, we all know how people get down. Like, yo, I'm about to take everybody out for drinks. Oh, it's a business expense. Oh, I, don't worry about that. I'm going to pay for all the groceries. It's a business expense. Like, we know how people play them games with the business expenses that you, you put it in quote whenever you're talking, eh, eh, right? Whenever you're saying something or you hear somebody saying something like, and they put it, use that cadence, eh, eh, that means they putting it in air quotes. Okay, so we're clear. But I feel like, bro, you already got me for $120,000. Give me my fucking car, ho. Grammy, shit! I only got about four of them. Hell, okay. Oops, my bad. Mary J done got her life with some Grammys. She got two thousand nine Best Contemporary R and B Album, two thousand eight Best R and B Performance, two thousand eight Best Gospel Contemporary. Um, She had two thousand seven Best R and B Song, two thousand seven Best R and B Album, two thousand seven Best Female Vocal Performance. 2004 best pop collaboration 2003 best female vocal performance and 2000 um oh 1996 best rap performance mm-hmm. okay cool i didn't think rap performance that just blew my mind um she ha- oh Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or Group. Oh, you're all laugh together, cry together. I swear to God, I hope we can die together. Ah! Yeah, okay. She got that because that was the jam. Ah, you're all I need to get back. Okay, so yeah, my bad. She ain't really getting nothing for her. I would think most of her joints would come from like, can't live without you, can't live without you, baby. Oh, oh. <laughs> that that album was a fucking live without you. Mm, yeah, boom, boom, boom. I never want to live without you, babe. When was, um, Waiting to Exhale? 
Because I feel like she should have got something for that, too. <laughs> Wait. Remember with the uh, head scarf on? Uh, that was uh, Not Gonna Cry for the people who couldn't catch what the song was through me moaning. <laughs> <laughs> Should have never gave your black ass a microphone. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, so yeah. And I'm not gonna cry next time. Anyway. I think situations like this are just another reminder why it's so important to really protect yourself. You know, especially if you got money. You know what, honestly? Let me take that back. I think it's so important to really be clear about the person that you're dealing with and just protect yourself wherever you are. Even if you ain't got a lot of money. Like, you, the last thing you want to be doing is arguing over who Al Green and goddamn Lauryn Hill albums you're only going to argue over the first one. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> the MTV Unplugged, nobody's fighting for that one. But I'm just saying, you don't want to be sitting up in court like, no, Your Honor, that was my, no, no, that was my Ron Isley album. Um, And, like, yeah, that ain't cute. That's just not cute. But I also think, you know, when you have a lot of money, it's really important when you have a lot of money to set up them strongholds. I'm not saying you shouldn't trust people. You can trust people, but just don't put yourself in a position where your trust, you know, backfires. And now your husband is made off with $425,000 in business expenses. And you can't get your damn Grammy back. Bum, bum, wow. Um, anyway, so, you know, prayers up for Mary. She don't have to put a hit out on this dude and end up in jail. Speaking of putting a hit out on some people, putting a hit out on somebody. This, okay, I got to get my breath together because for real, this story right here, when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, somebody going to have to die. Like somebody just got to die. They have to die. All right. Boom. So some school kids in Nebraska for a school prank mixed in their semen with some icing and fed it to their teacher. Two boys. Actually, it was supposedly three, but only two of them went through with it. A 14-year-old and a 15-year-old. They had a home ec class, and they while they were doing one of their little school projects or whatever, um, <clears throat> while they while they were doing their um, class assignment, they kept excusing themselves going to the bathroom. And supposedly they were going to the bathroom, masturbating into a cup, bringing it back, mixing it into some icing, and put it in an apple turnover. And they fed it to their fifty-eight year old. Uh, female teacher now 
supposedly one one other student heard about it and told the teacher, but this is after the teacher had already eaten it. And first of all, let's be clear about what a prank is. This shit right here ain't no prank. This ain't no, you know, once fluids go in my body that from a, a whole other person, that's not that's not a prank. This is this is assault. This is a violation. I'm gonna tell you right now. 14, 15, I don't give a fuck. I want your ass in jail. I want you to go to prison. Or Mm. and not even that i want your mama to go to jail i want your daddy to go to jail i have no sympathy for nothing because obviously you thought this shit was was a joke and funny which is a reflection on the people that raised you so everybody in your house needs to go to jail okay your baby brother needs to go to foster care jail (laughs) what the fuck what what type of kids are out here these days that would think this is fun, funny, something that you should do. This why I ain't no teacher. This why I'm not going up in no classroom. This why teachers are not getting paid nearly what they supposed to be getting paid. Now this woman, how is she come, supposed to go back to school the next school year? And Because this is one of them things that kids going to be talking about. This is going to be passed down generational. You, you know what I mean? This is going to become the urban, the urban legend of the damn school. Like, yo, you know, this is, 20, this is 2072. I think there was a teacher that went here one time and some guys whiz, jizzed in her, in her uh, icing, right? You can't go, she can't go back to the school next year and act like this shit didn't happen. You know what, you know what kind of shit kids are going to do from here on out? They're going to be putting glue on her, you know, on the window of her car. Like, eh, what does this look like? Right. They're going to be putting. <sighs> Just come up and throw some milk in her. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. I'm not even trying to be funny right now, but if I was this teacher, like after everything was done, you know, more than six months than passed, probably more than three years than passed, right? And these kids have gone on with their life because nothing's going to happen to them. We, nothing is really going to happen to them. 14, 15, nothing. Nobody is releasing these kids' names, so we don't know who they are, Right. And then for the kids that are at the school, these kids are like, oh, my God, can you believe what Rick and, and Trevor did? It was glorious. Right. But so for the kids there, they think that shit is cool. Or some kids are grossed out. But the majority of them think it's cool. Right. So she only has one one real true course for revenge. Right. First the like it's got to come in three different parts right so the first part is you go and you bust out every window of a house right you go figure out which window in his house is to his bedroom like the window that's specifically to his bedroom and you throw a model talk because you gotta die you can't live on this earth and you done fed me some semen and i ain't even know about it and everybody know that i had semen i had a apple turnover with your nut on it you can't live no more you know what i'm saying like granted he's only 14 he just got here his balls just came out of his stomach that semen ain't even really semen yet you know what i'm saying it's almost like 
you know, when kids are little, like, you know, it's not even really real semen yet. It's not even really sperm in there at this point. Well, no, I take that. I know some 15-year-olds that made some babies. What I'm saying is you have to die now. You can't live this life. So that's the first step, right? I would probably do it when he's not at home that way. Nobody's hurt, but everything he owns is gone dead like nothing there he has nothing to wear right so now his family is in a huge financial hole because they got to replace every window on their house they also got to redo reconstruction on his side of the house all new clothes shoes everything that he ever owned gone that's what i want i want that to be a, a consistent reminder in his life you have nothing as long as we're both on this earth you have nothing boom right then he goes to college right or you know i feel like a kid like this he's not going to do anything with his life he's a horrible person he's not going to be he's not going to be reprimanded he's not going to suffer any consequences for what he's done so you know what i'm saying he's going to feel like so i can see him never becoming anything so boom you know if he goes to college fine i take a drive to his college you know what i'm saying and every year i steal his bike you know what I'm saying? I prank call his job until he get fired. If he's in a dorm, now, granted, you can't set the whole dorm on fire. That's when you really have killed some people. <laughs> but you know what I do? Everybody that he's friends with, I would start doing shit to them. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't have friends. You can't live. We can't both be on this earth and you have friends. No, you don't get a regular life, okay? You don't put your bodily fluids in my mouth without my consent. This is rape. Oh, my God. I just had it in my brain. This is a form of rape. So, boom. I would I would go for rape charges. I wouldn't even care. I would go for rape charges. Now, I know it's two of them. So, I would have to go then recruit somebody to help me because you can't be in two places at once, right? If one of these kids is going to go, you, they might end up in opposite ends of the dang on you know, state. So, boom. Find somebody. Craigslist is great. It's always crazy people on Craigslist. You know, y'all build a re relationship, build a friendship. Then once you build a friendship, you tell this person what happened to you back in 2016. They're like, oh, shit. Y'all, both y'all crazy at this point. <laughs> They are absolutely open to whatever kind of debaucherous plan you have. Boom. So now y'all tag teaming. So, you know, y'all want to do the same thing at the same, you know, the same thing at the same time every day. And no matter. So where these kids are, it's happening to both of them. So at some certain point, they can be like, what the fuck is going on? And they're going to come back together. And whenever they come back together and whenever, because they're going to have to meet and be like, yo, did this happen to you? This happened to me. I can't believe this. How is this happening? It's like the Matrix. Boom. That's when you catch them. They probably at a bar somewhere. They older right they life ain't shit because you've been fucking with them they whole life from like 15 on right boom and you get them to some place right and then once they in the same place together sniper gun <laughs> sniper guns <laughs> yo this this why I'm glad my mama ain't no teacher no more. And shout out to all the teachers out there. I really, like, I commend you because I don't even know how. I don't know how you do it. But with everything I just laid out, I'm dead ass. This is what would happen. He would go, he would try to go pick up his wife from the hospital after she had the baby. I would cut the brink line. <laughs> You can't be on this earth with me. You can't. You can't be on this earth with me no more. You're not. We can't do it. <laughs> anyway, 
Oh God. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, seriously. Like I'm not even trying to use my Everybody in your circle would suffer. You hear what I'm telling you? Everybody who knows you would suffer. It would get to the point where people wouldn't invite you to their house because they know something bad would happen because bad luck follows you everywhere you go. If you play soccer, if you are part, whatever team you're a part of, like, I'm I'm reporting your coach as a sex offender. <laughs> like, dude. You can't. Anyway. So prayers up for this teacher, man. I really hope. I really hope you you don't you don't have the crazy mind that I have because and I saw this article on the mirror's website, and I know that the mirror is from like London, uh it's a London British publication or whatever. And they, the picture for this article is like a piece of bread or some kind of pastry. And it's just soaking in a white substance. So for the mirror, fuck y'all. Y'all didn't have to do this. As I'm trying to tell this story, I can't help but look at this apple turnover thing with this white. (sighs) Woo! Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. All right, uh, let's take a break, hear from a sponsor, and we'll be right back. All right, y'all, it's that dreaded time of year again. It's tax season, and Uncle Sam is coming for his cut like a pimp up a dark alley in a long Cadillac. That's right. Where's my money, bitch? But don't let that spoil your plans to stun on these hoes in March. Use claim them tax services and get an extra stack on your return by claiming somebody else's kids. That's right. Use promo code WYBA for 20% off your order. And if you are a parent of a kid you can't claim, then give them a call and get your cut today. That's claim them tax services. Don't forget to tell them Black Ass Podcast sent you. All right, back. And it is time to go ahead and take it on home. I saw this article and, you know, it makes sense, but it's like, oh, for real? Oh, now? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now. Now. Oh, okay. So, um, it's being reported that Congress pledged $1 billion to tackle the opiate epidemic. Because now, in 2016, Congress and the rest of America realizes that drugs Drug use should not be a criminal act. It shouldn't be. It's not a criminal problem. It's a public health problem. Oh, okay. So now that white people are overdosing with heroin use, now that there are huge spikes in white people using drugs because of they can't they can't afford the prescription drugs anymore, so they just go boom and they end up on heroin, and then some of the heroin, of course. I watched this report, y'all. This dude was saying that he, when he's putting a batch out of heroin, he makes sure that one of them is definitely going to make somebody overdose. His reasoning was, is that once these people who are hooked on drugs hear that somebody overdosed, in their mind, they like, damn, that shit must be fire. And they make sure to go back to that dude. Like, they figure out, or, you know, word on the street, who who got what and who where they getting their stuff from. 
people, drug addicts will be like, yo, I got to go use Chad shit because Chad killed somebody last week, so I know he got that fire. That shit is crazy. But neither here nor there, I want to stay stick with the fact that now Congress, who ain't did shit for the past four years, okay? Congress, who damn near didn't even come to work. Congress, who let bills just sit on the table, wouldn't even just stay deadlocked on purpose. The jobs bill is still up there. Remember the jobs bill? Remember that shit that Barack was trying to move for? And they was just like, nah, I don't, I don't really feel like... I mean, people out of work and everything, but this bill ain't going to really put them to work the way we want to put them to work. I mean, we ain't working, so they don't need to be working. So let's all just chill right here. I know Barack only going to be in office for like two, three more years, so we ain't going to do nothing until we know for sure he out of office. But they saw fit to all of a sudden pass $1 billion. Okay, so... White people, white drug addicts, people on fucking heroin and shit like that, they get actual support. $1 billion, they want to tackle the opiate problem. They want to tackle this tragedy of this soul-crushing epidemic. I mean, I'm not making these words up. These are words that are in the report. One of America's national tragedies, the most soul-crushing is the opiate epidemic. So it wasn't an epidemic when black people was on crack. Oh, really? And not even necessarily on crack because... We chose, we had the access to prescription drugs, and then we was using the prescription drugs, then the, then the prescription ran out, and then we just happened to start taking crack and shit like that. No, this shit was forced into our communities. This shit was governmentally sent into our communities. People end up on the shit, and instead of it being $1 billion to tackle the soul-crushing epidemic of the, the soul-crushing crack epidemic, no, they was like, no, lock these motherfuckers up. No, they well, these crackheads, they can't be out here on the street. Look, if you get caught with crack dust in your pocket, bitch, you going to jail for 20 years. But white people on fucking heroin. Like, and the thing is, is that it's not, I'm not saying anything that everybody else isn't already thinking. But the fact that it's presented as this, I just... We have to help these people. Like the 21st Century Cures Act. Where the fuck was this act? Where was the 20th Century Cures Act? When when women was out there prostituting their babies for crack. When people was out there breaking into homes and, and stealing anything they could fucking find for crack. When people was laying out in the street and getting murdered on the fucking block, just coming home from work, when teachers was getting their head blown off for crack, where was all this compassion and care and concern when, when it was crack, when it was black people, when black people was getting sent to jail at astronomical rates and not even sent to jail like we're going to help them get better, we're going to get them some kind of help. No, your ass is going to jail because you're taking drugs, but now these people are taking drugs, and now it's like, <gasps> The money heads to states, especially the ones hit hardest by opiates. Maine, New Hampshire, Georgia, and anything from Illinois to Pennsylvania, which means that's Indiana, Ohio, fucking Kentucky, Tennessee, right? But it's... (gasps)
It's still black people on crack. You know that, right? No, fuck them. They got to go to jail. They can't be out here doing crack and shit, fucking up the kids. There. You know, uh, uh, stay away from drugs. Moms gets drugs. Moms get crack. We'll, if you on crack, we're going to crack you in your fucking head. White people on heroin. <gasps> I'm baking cookies for a cure. Really? The money is going to fund prescription drug monitoring, increase opiate abuse, and overdose prevention training. Really? Where was all this drug monitoring in the hood when crack was out? You can you can fuck around and get <laughs> You gotta laugh because this shit is so fucking horrible. It's like it's you have to laugh. You have to laugh because these people really, and then this is where the article starts, right? The most famous death came from Prince last spring. Really? Really? So you're going to try to use Prince's death as this catalyst for, oh, it's because of Prince. We need to make this big change. No, bitch, don't use Prince. Use fucking, um, what's the, what's the fat white man that died from heroin? Um, use Heath Ledger. Uh, what's the, uh, good-ass actor. Um, he was in the Capote. Uh, uh, he looked like a Oompa Loompa, but not so short, right? Uh, uh, he looked like Donald Trump, but not orange, like a white version of Donald Trump. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I've given enough clues. You know what I'm talking about. Use them people because that's who the fuck y'all care about. Prince Death is n in no way motivated y'all to be like, oh, the purple one is gone. Oh, God. Okay, we're going to go down to Paisley Park. We're going to set up a memorial. And from there, we're going to get to work. We're going to hit the ground. We've got to stop this epidemic. You ain't give a fuck. But because Maine, New Hampshire, and the mid Midwestern stretch from Illinois to Pennsylvania, now it's like, we can no longer stand by. Y'all ain't give a fuck when it was Detroit, Baltimore, fucking New, you know, Harlem. Y'all ain't give a fuck about that. All of L.A., all of L.A., the entirety of L.A., every part of L.A. where crack was at. Y'all ain't had no problem with that, right? Y'all ain't had no problem when it was crackheads walking around Atlanta and shit like that. Y'all ain't had no fucking problem with that. North Carolina, y'all ain't had no problem with that. Y'all ain't had no problem when crackhead was all up in D.C. and shit, walking, walking across Howard University campus and shit. Y'all ain't had no fucking problem with that. No, no problem at all. Any, but any street, any Martin Luther King street, y'all ain't had no problem with all the crack that was over there. But now, <gasps> what are we going to do? The way forward is clear. This is Yale School of Medicine's. This is Catherine Hawk and her colleagues. Um, they wrote a review, okay? I mean, this is how serious this shit is. You know what I'm saying? They wrote a damn review. The way forward is clear. Prevention, treatment, and harm reduction. Oh, oh, wow. That is so compassionate. Where the fuck was the harm reduction when y'all was running up in crack houses and shit and, and, and murdering everybody up in that motherfucker, firebombing them shits, dragging people out of that motherfucker? What was y'all, where was all this compassion and shit like that for the, for the people who was overdosing back in the day, for the crackheads that was dancing at the gas station in the middle of the winter with no draws on and shit? 
This shit is fucking bullshit, dude, for real. But now it's the concern, and we got to figure out what we're going to do. Okay. All right. That's what's up. I hope this I hope this shit don't work. How about that? I hope this shit don't work. I hope this shit fall through. And I hope I hope the same results happen. Where you know what? I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this. I don't have to do this. I know who I'm talking to. The people that's listening. I know y'all fired up too. I know you fucking mad as hell too. Cause I know everybody on listening. And somewhere or another, if you're a person of color, you have been affected by the crack epidemic. You know someone who's been affected by the crack epidemic. We got aunties that's still out here in these streets. 30, 40 years later, still on that shit. They, they maintaining like a motherfucker. They ain't got no teeth left. Uh-uh. Honey, thin as goddamn school paper, right? Not even like the whole sheet of school paper. I'm talking about the line, the space between the two lines. That's your auntie trying to come by, come by the house, right? You ain't seen your Aunt Sheila in three Christmases, and she pop up on the porch. Everybody like, <gasps> damn. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, it's your Sheila. It's Aunt Sheila. Grandma come out the house. She's crying already. First grandma was in the kitchen. She heard Sheila on the porch. She crying, heart palpitating and shit. Everybody trying to call grandma down. Your mama, your uncle go outside. Sheila, get your ass out of here. You know, mama, mama can't, we can't do this no more. Right then mama, come, big mama come out the house, breathing all heavy and shit. Walk over to aunt Sheila. <gasps> right? She hugging Sheila, arms wrapped all the way around Aunt Sheila to her own goddamn back. Look like, remember back in the day when you act like you was kissing somebody, but you was just rubbing your own back? That's her hugging your Aunt Sheila and shit. Aunt Sheila come in the house, get something to eat finally. She ain't ate mad long. Everybody sitting down, you know, your uncles and your aunt, your mama and them in the kitchen trying to figure out how they going to get Aunt Sheila out the house before she steal everything in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And somebody finally just pulled some money together. They ask Aunt Sheila, you want to go to treatment? No, I'm good. I ain't, I ain't on that shit no more. I, I don't mess around. I, Aunt Sheila, do you want to go to treatment or not? I told you I ain't messing around. No, I, I, you ain't going to treat me like this, right? Then your Aunt Sheila finally, you know, you catch her by the Christmas tree. you like, oh, shit. Sheila. You know what I'm saying? Then your uncles pull some money together, put Aunt Sheila in the car and take us wherever she want to go. This is your fucking family holiday. We had to deal with this shit, but all of a sudden... It's an epidemic. Our family is still fucked up behind that shit, right? Not just, you know, like physically. I'm talking about emotionally. Our families are still fucked up behind the crack epidemic. This shit been going on for two years, and all of a sudden now they doing everything in their goddamn power to make sure that they get this shit settled in the most compassionate way, right? Mm. But it ain't about race. It ain't about racism. It ain't about none of that. Yeah, all right. Ain't nobody stupid out here. Y'all ain't fooling nobody. And um, all in all, anyway, I ain't got to do this. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all so much. You know what it is. Uh, Black Ass Podcast. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast, man. Go and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you are listening on iTunes, whatever platform you're listening on, take one second, please. I'm asking, just take one second and uh, leave a leave a comment. Let them know. Let leave a review. Leave a review. Leave a review. Um, let them know you're listening. Let them know how you feel about the show. Um, and share it with your friends. Share it on your page. Uh, you can follow Black Ass Podcast on Twitter as well as Facebook. And, of course, you can follow me, Hadia Robinson, on all social media platforms at hrcomedy.com. 
All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, Happy holidays. Have a safe and wonderful happy holidays and all that good stuff. And if you are in New York and you cooking uh, Christmas dinner and you want somebody to come by the house and hang out, you want to make some bomb-ass macaroni and cheese, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, bitch, no. <laughs> all right, y'all, I'm out. <laughs>